The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Right now, though, lots of people still getting in touch on 087 106 about the scenes outside Leinster House yesterday. Could I ask any representative from the Gardaí that may be available to answer why we can't simply track some of those who protested yesterday? They're regularly flagged on anti-fascist platforms. And similarly to yesterday, the same small number of people are causing the anti-immigration, anti-vaccine, anti-everything protests. On that note, I made the point earlier that they're hiding in plain sight on places like Telegram, which are this toxic stew of conspiracy and paranoia and fear and hate and violent threats and misinformation. And they're rabidly anti-everything, anti-trans and anti-Ukraine and anti-Semitic. I mentioned one journalist who's called out as being uh, a Jew and criticised for being, quote-unquote, a Jew. That's how they refer to this man uh, on these platforms. So that is what you're dealing with, but... The great replacement theory and the great plantation and getting rid of white people and replacing them with Africans. That's what they, beyond anything else, that is what they subscribe to most. Uh, Joe Brawley is with me, uh, the columnist, the barrister and co-host of the Free State podcast, along with uh, Dion Fanning. Joe, you're welcome to studio. It's good to uh, talk to you. Um, what was your reaction yesterday? I'm sort of shock as well, but was there a sense of the inevitable about it? Yeah, I think it- we had Matthew Collins in to the podcast, who's the celebrated author of Hate and was a, a ferocious neo-Nazi in England. And his epiphany came when, with a group of other neo-Nazis, they beat with pickaxe handles and baseball bats and chains a group of Muslim women who were cowering in a library outside London. And he came to afterwards covered in blood and the the thrill of attacking these women and of beating them to a pulp. And he realised that something human inside him was dying. And he diagnosed the problem eventually as his own inadequate life. You know, the fact that his father had left home, he had no job. And then all of a sudden, the English National Front offer this, look, you know, it's the blacks, it's the Muslims, it's the gays. Hate is transferable, it's completely irrational. And there's a very interesting book called Pastels and Pedophiles by Sofia Moskalenko and Mia Bloom, which illustrates how it's addictive. So you start off like any addict Mm. taking drugs, for example, doesn't address the underlying causes of your pain. You need more and you need more. And a very good example is what's happened with the very small hit movement that's here. So they start off, they're online. Everyone's a pedophile. You know, all of a sudden, transgender people who've lived peaceably amongst us. I've been a barrister at the whole face in criminal law for 30 years. I've never defended a transgender. None of my colleagues that I know have ever defended a transgender person. Peaceable, law-abiding, going about their business. So they're online and they start to agree with each other. They get a kick from that and they get a thrill from Mm. the abuse. But then that's not enough. So now you go out on a protest and you hold up your placards. You know, drag queens are paedophiles. You know, immigrants are are rapists and paedophiles. You know, and my my favourite, you know, unvetted males of fighting age, whatever that means. And after a while, that's not enough. And now you go into libraries and you start to confront frightened and bewildered librarians about the pornographic material in the library. And then that's not enough. And then you're outside the doyle. And I'll tell you something. If that critter from Kerry, if Michael Healy Ray, who all five foot four of him, had not had two 
very courageous guards escorting mm. him the whole way through that gamut of hate, he would have been beaten to a pulp because that's where it ends. That's where hate ends. You were talking in the grander scale. Well, the hatred of Germany, that ended with millions of people being gassed and ordinary Germans pulling the levers because there's something very seductive about hate. Mm. And what we're seeing in Ireland now at the minute, it's just exactly the same as football hooliganism. You attack the other, you get a kick from it, but then you need another kick and another kick. And the most insidious thing is that we've got senators now, we've got online influencers, they're either condemning it today. As I said, they're condemning what they've said in the past. <laughs> they're condemning their own previous statements. But they're talking about transgender people and protecting women. Mm. And they've, they've borrowed the language of human rights. It's all a fantasy, of course. I mean, we don't need to be protected from asylum seekers. We don't need to be protected yeah. from trans people or gay people or blacks or Muslims. You know, the, there are criminal laws that deal with anybody who steps out of line, whether they're white, whatever, whatever yeah. their religion is. But we see this as being encouraged now by some prominent senators, you know, and the script media and people like that who are talking about trans people, you know, and who are talking about, you know, and I just looked through some of the Twitter feeds before I came in of some of these prominent senators. And one of the interesting things about them is their faith in God. I mean, Senator Kilgan, for example, from the moment I wake up until I lay my head, I will sing of the goodness of God. Now, then it's, then it's let women speak, disgusting hormone blockers for trans children. We're trying to protect children. You will not remove women from the Irish constitution. We will rise up if you try. Now, if that's not fighting language, the pornographic material in libraries, do we want thousands of illegal immigrants? It's a fair question. You know, and then, you know, the faith in God. Love thy neighbour with exceptions of your choosing, I assume that means. Now, you know what I have to do here is I have to say they're not here to defend themselves and well, you know, they, Twitter, they, you know. they have roundly condemned uh, what happened yesterday and people from GRIPT have condemned what happened yesterday um, as well. It's like well. Donald Trump condemning January the 6th. And the risk is, of course, we've had a very light touch so far on this. And it's why the hate laws are extremely important. Um we should not have a situation where li- librarians can be confronted, where mm. books can be taken off shelves, brandished forcibly in people's faces. We should not have a situation where TDs can't leave the House of Parliament. You know, we have a very civilised country. We have a very safe country. We have a very well-respected police force. You know, and now, if you allow this hate mo- movement to proliferate, Look what, look what has happened in a very short space of time in America, the destabilization yeah. of democracy, so that 40% of people believe in America in a recent Newsweek poll that Hillary Clinton is the head of a secret paedophile sect that's roaming through America, defiling their yeah. children. And you see, you know, we're, and we're nowhere you, near that, though, because, no. because I, I often remark, you know, I, I, I go on to Twitter or X or whatever you want to call it, and it's just this kind of rabid trans debate and then I put my phone down and I look around at the kind of sideline of the under nine hurling training that I'm at yeah. and I realise nobody is talking about this. Nobody I mean, cares. Like, and, I, and, and then, I, and, and then I, I wonder to what extent should I just dismiss it then? Yeah. This is not real. But then it suddenly gets real when it's a noose outside. Well, you have Menster to look at House. the source of it. The, the, the really important question is this. Where is the money coming from that's funding these fora, the script media? You know, the senators who are going and giving talks at these events about protecting our children and the importance of that. 
you know, where's the money coming from and what's the purpose? The purpose, of course, is to destabilise democracy and to get people arguing over issues of no real importance. This is a fantasy battle. Now, mm. it means that you abdicate responsibility. As Matthew Collins in Hate writes, it meant that I wasn't thinking about the real sources of inequality. I wasn't thinking about the real problems in our democracy. Housing, homelessness, inequality, mm. you know, people on starvation wages, you know, the cost of education skyrocketing, you know, our hospitals infrastructure, all of the really important things that we need to discuss. And so we've seen in America how dark money, money flowing from billionaires, has destabilised even their Supreme Court. You know, and, and up front now it's all about anti-abortion. Many states now they've banned books, they're burning books. You know, teachers are being sacked. Care assistants are being sacked. And very quickly that can become normalised and people can become used yeah. to it. Otherwise civilised people. What we need in Ireland, what the hate movement needs in Ireland now is not a couple of senators or online influences. They need a powerful political figure that they can start to rally around. Yeah. And we don't have that. And I think, and I don't want this to be misinterpreted because I'm very fond personally of Leo. I think it's really important that we've got a strong gay leader. You understand that? Yeah. You know, that we've got someone there so that, so that there's a line being held there that people will not go over. Now, I know that there's one Sinn Féin senator who's openly gay, who yeah. has been open, who has been mocked by some senators you know, outside the chamber and who has been put in fear by them. And so we see all the time, and particularly yesterday, you know, this is a lesson that the hate laws need to be moved forward very, very quickly because civilised society here simply cannot tolerate that. Because once you let it proliferate, once you let it move yeah. out there, instead of calling it out all the time and saying, Senator, what do you mean by that? What what do you actually mean by that? And that that, that 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 deals with the the agitation or the stirring up. But what about you know to go back uh, to hate? What about the individual people who are reaching out and grasping onto these theories because of the inadequacies of their own lives? Yeah. I mean, how how do you deal with that? Well, beyond eradicating inadequacy, it's a huge problem. The first, the first way you deal with it, of course, is 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 reduce inequality. You know, um, deal with the problem of housing, make life more affordable for our young people, so that they don't start to become disenchanted and move away from politics and say, "Well, look, that that's not helping us. That's nothing to do with us." So you see, in America now, the vast majority of people do not participate in American democracy any longer, and that's the game. You have a massive problem where you've got oligarchs like Elon Musk, people like that, who are allowing anything goes on the internet mm. and encouraging it. A supporter of Putin, encouraging, encouraging putting, Putin saying free speech, allowing Donald Trump back on the platform, you know. And and you've got, lo you've got millions of people now at home who are piling into these conspiracy theories because it's exciting. Imagine, imagine that person that we thought was a respectable person. They're actually a pedophile. Jesus, bloody mm. pedophile. And they're everywhere, they're all around us. And the hit that you get from that, and now you start going down the conspiracy rabbit holes. I mean, there's guys called the, the Good News Pro the Good Liars Project in America, and they go around the QAnon and the Donald Trump rallies. Mm. I mean, it's extraordinary. I mean, this idea of, 
you know, people self-identifying as cats and cat litters in schools. I mean, I heard, this is not a joke. I heard recently, I heard recently at a wedding yeah. in Mayo, one of the ladies saying that in a girl's school in Mayo, a girl had, a lo- had been allowed to identify as a cat and cat litters had been provided. Now everybody said, have you lost your mind? And I mean, people rounded on it and, and stamped on it. Yeah. You know, but I think that you can't have a light touch around this. You know, it has to be dealt with fairly and firmly in accordance with the law. And these hate laws couldn't come on board soon enough. And the interesting thing about the hate laws, you know, people, these the senators, Senator Ronan Mullen, Senator Sharon Keegan, Senator Crawwell, people like that are the most fervent arguers against them. And there's a reason for that. I mean, and you see that, you see also... They have legitimate concerns about them. <laughs> well, you know, you, could, you can use that phrase. I don't believe that for a second. You know, and I think the question that needs to be asked and needs to be pursued by our investigative journalists is, where is the money com- coming from that's funding this? You know, because this is now a theme. This is happening all the time. Conferences are being organised. It's being put out there publicly. Where is the money coming from? Joe Bradley, thank you very much. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.